Praise God, Church. Let's appreciate uh, Miriam for the good job. It's our first time to lead the service, and uh, thank you for leading us. Uh, we appreciate also the prison worship team. Um, they have done a good job. Hello, church. I said we appreciate the prison worship team. They did a good job. I think I should speak. Um, uh, maybe my voice was a bit low. You couldn't hear me. That's good. Karibuni Nyote, and I thank God because of all of you. And um, to see that God has taken care of you, we thank him for his grace. We thank him for his masses. We thank him for the far that he has brought us as a church. Maybe for those who are new in church today, my name is uh, Pastor Joseph Wamwere. Um, I'm born again. And I love the Lord as my personal savior. Praise God. I'm married to Esther Wangari. She's somewhere. I can't say her in the congregation. She must be somewhere else. She's somewhere there at the crash. And uh, God has blessed us with uh, three children. And we are thankful to him because of that. Praise God. Um, Karula Chapo Kabuko, you're very accommodative. I think I must confess that. Very welcoming. And then, may God bless you. Praise God. Uh, thank you for welcoming Miriam and the children. And, um, you know, I was just thinking we have Claudia. She comes from the other side uh, in Angola. She's serving here with us. That is great, isn't it? And I pray that uh, even as you also travel to those other countries, may you be welcomed the way you have welcomed them here. And uh, may you have a chance to serve just as we are serving here. And I know we have other people from different countries that we have here. Um, and we give God all the glory because of that. Praise God. Um, today we're covering something different. And I know that uh, we concluded our series from the book of Ephesians. And I believe that uh, you learned something. Last Sunday, um, we concluded and we had... Um, uh, Pastor Daniel, who taught us from the book of uh, Revelation, the letter to, or the message that the Holy Spirit sent to the church uh, of Ephesians, and um, that was the conclusion to the book of Ephesians that we've covered um, for all those other weeks that you've been here, and God has been gracious to us. Praise God. Um. Allow me to start the um, um, sermon today by reminding you of uh, three phases of salvation and something that I shared on WhatsApp. So some of you probably may already have gone through it and uh, we can go through it together. In the journey of a Christian, it starts from the point where you say yes to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And what happens immediately, you give your life to Jesus, you are justified. Praise God. What we normally call justification, which is the first phase 
of your salvation, of your journey as a believer. Justification. When you resent the gospel of Jesus Christ and you say yes, then you are justified. In other words, you are in Christ. Praise God. And from that point, you get into a journey of being made like Christ. Those who can remember our vision as a church, can we say it together? What is the vision of our church? Becoming, becoming Christ-like disciples, engaging the world. Praise the name of God. What about our mission statement? What is our mission statement? Who can recite that for us? Praise God. To be a worshiping community? Are we together? You want to try it, haven't you? No. Who wants to try? Raise your heart, it's okay. This is the house of your father. You have the freedom. The next Sunday, actually, when I will be preaching, um, maybe not me next Sunday, but the person who will be preaching, I'll ask him to pick randomly and ask a few questions about uh, our mission statement and our core values, just to, so go and study, okay? Our mission statement and our core, core values, it is good. So you get into what we call sanctification, which is a process of you becoming Christ-like. Praise God. It is a lifelong process, and it will take continue until Jesus comes back. He's the one who is going to fully transform you to become like him. But for the time that you are living here on earth, you are in the process of becoming like a Christ. Praise God. And then the third phase which is glorification. That is what we hope for. That is the future of the church. That is the time that we will be with Christ. Praise God. So we look forward to that day when we will be glorified, to that day when we will be with Christ. Praise God. We all look forward to that day. And I believe that is what gives you hope to move on. Because the process of sanctification is not easy. It is a journey that is difficult. It is a journey that has many trials and temptations. But you must do good to overcome all of them. Praise God. Not by yourself, but by the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. When Peter was writing the first letter, he was actually encouraging believers, people who had received Christ as their Lord and Savior, people who are in a journey like we are in today, encouraging them, 
to keep the hope and to keep the faith. Praise God. This is a book that we are going to cover for the next five Sundays, including today, just to get to hear what kind of exhortations is Peter giving us as believers today. Praise the name of God. In the first verse and the second verse, and I believe you have your Bible, we move together. Uh, Peter is telling us who the author is, and he identifies himself as the author. And then he goes on to tell us who the audience of his message are. He wrote the letter to a group of Christians scattered throughout what was called the Asia Minor. It's actually the, uh, the, the Asian part of the modern Turkey, the northern part of Turkey. And he may have preached the gospel here before. Some people say that uh, these believers are those who converted during the day of Pentecost. It's likely that he wrote this in AD 64, and that was just before the persecution of Christians under Emperor Nero was ramping up. Praise God. They were getting into a difficult time of persecution. But he was writing to encourage them. Telling them that no matter what comes your way, keep the hope. Keep the faith. Praise God. He's addressing them as aliens. Strangers. And it's a word that indicates that Peter was, was speaking not just to the Jews but also to Gentiles and Christians who were living their lives in such a way that they would have stood out as aliens among the surrounding cultures. It's not a different place like we are living today in a world that is so difficult to keep the hope and the faith. Praise God. In verse number two, we see him characterizing his audience. And he's saying that he is writing to those who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and is sprinkled with his blood. Praise God. He is talking to you today because you have been Saved through grace. You're being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of God. You are a chosen nation, a chosen people. You say yes to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Praise God. And towards the end of the second verse, he makes a prayer for them. And in this prayer, is saying that grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise the name of God. He knew the kind of life they were living and the difficulties that they were in. They needed the grace of God in abundance. They needed peace even in such difficult times. 
But the interesting thing is that uh, Peter is telling us about the purpose of writing this book towards the end of the book. Praise the name of God. When he goes to chapter 5 and verse number 12, that is when now he's telling us why he wrote to us. And he's saying that with the help of Silas, whom I regard as faithful brother, I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. Praise the name of God. Writing to people who are living like aliens. And many of us who've, 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 uh, been in, who've come to America, who've read the story of America, maybe aliens means totally different kind of uh, creatures. Praise God. They have different creatures they call aliens. Uh, those are different from what I'm talking about. The best one to use are like strangers. And the Bible calls you that you're sojourners. Praise the name of God. You are actually like strangers in this world. So Peter is speaking to you. And he's assuring you, and he was assuring these people, that even as you go through what is coming your way, and even what you have gone through, that the Lord himself is coming to restore you. Praise the name of God. In chapter number 5, verse 10 to 11, he was encouraging them and telling them that, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Praise the name of God. Reminding them that the suffering they are going through is momentary. It's not going to last forever. So you should not give up. You should not throw away your confidence. You should keep the faith, keep the hope. Praise the name of God. But we can look at the key messages that he is communicating to us. And the first thing that is communicating to us is the meaning of our new life in Christ when we accepted him as our Lord and Savior. And he's telling us that having believed in Jesus Christ, you have been invited into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We do not live like hopeless people because we know that God is our source of hope. He continues to tell them that you have gotten an entitlement for an incorruptible inheritance that is kept in heaven for us. It never perishes, it never spoils, it never fades. When you remember the story of Jesus Christ and what the Bible talks about in the book of uh, Philippians, the Bible says that he, he endured even death on the cross because of the glory that was set before him. Praise the name of God. When you set your eyes on the goal, when you set your eyes on what you've called for, then you'll find the strength that your faith does not fade. 
And for that reason, we are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy because of the assurance of receiving the goal of our faith, the salvation of our souls. Praise the name of God. Where do you put your hope in? What do you put your hope in? What keeps you moving on? And when you read verse 6 and 7, you find that he's also reminding us that our faith through this journey of sanctification will be tested. Praise the name of God. Your faith will be tested in different ways. You must do good to not give up. Our faith will be tested through many trials. For what reason? To be proven genuine. And that it may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Praise the name of God. You're tested every day. Every time you're finding difficult things, you know, to keep moving on. But you have to keep going on. If you fix your eyes on Jesus and what you're called for. Actually, it's very difficult for you to move on if you do not have something that you're looking forward to. Praise God. If somebody is saying that if one doesn't know where they are going, there are enough roads to take them there, isn't it? Enough, there are many roads to take them there. But for those who know where they are going, they know their paths. They know what to avoid, they know what to adopt. They know how to behave along the way so that they get to where they're supposed to be. At the time you're reading the story of Stephen, we talked about him. And this guy had just been ordained as a deacon. He had known something for a long time. Praise God. He must have suffered for a very short period of time. But difficulties came his way and it was easy for him to give up. Why should I be stoned to death? Just because I have faith in Jesus? What if I deny him and I live a little longer? What if I say, you know, I'm believing in somebody I don't know, I've never seen him, I've just read about him. I can give up and it's easier to say so, isn't it? But this guy is being stoned to death. And the only thing he's doing is just looking into the heavens and saying, I see the heaven open. I see the Son of Man is standing at the right hand of God. He's telling God, you know, Jesus, receive my spirit. Not concentrating on the trials and temptation and what is going on. He had the assurance. And that gave him the strength to endure. So your faith is also tested to put your love and your hope in the one that you have not seen. 
And that is true definition of faith in Hebrews 11, verse number 1. I know we like quoting these and we say, now faith is there. Hope in things not seen. The certainty. Praise the name of God. You're putting hope in Jesus whom you've not seen. And that is the biggest test of your faith. But that is what keeps you going. That's what gives you the resolve to move on. But something about the mystery of our salvation and our faith that you find in the book of First Peter is the understanding that the prophets of God, the Bible says that these people who the Holy Spirit would come and speak to them about things that we are to come, these people we are looking forward to this day. They are looking forward to the life that you're living today. You can imagine that. And not only the, 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 the prophets, but even the angels themselves. They were looking forward to live the way you live, under the grace of God. Praise the name of God. They were looking forward to that faith that is said to be of, to be of greater worth. When you read verse number 7, greater worth than gold. Praise the name of God. Gold is tested through fire to be refined, but it can perish, it can fade, but your faith is incorruptible. Praise the name of God. These people longed to see this day. When you read about uh, prophet Isaiah, he longed to see the things he spoke about. He longed to see Maxwell today. He longed to see the life you're living in Christ. Praise the name of God. It's such a, an honor to be a believer today. It's such a privilege to be called a child in the kingdom of God. We cannot afford to give up, but we just move forward and focus on Jesus and him alone. Praise the name of God. Peter is writing just to encourage us, and I believe that in the next four weeks, we'll find encouragement in, in the word of God that we move on. Praise God. Praise the name of God. And he gives exhortations to holiness of life. And telling us that since you have been born again of imperishable seed through the living and enduring word of God, then do what? Praise the name of God. Like the point was telling us that prepare your mind for action. Chapter 1 of uh, Peter. First Peter. I believe you're moving with me. Are you? Praise God. Are you with me? I know you find the time to read. 
more and more and you find encouragement. Praise God. Verse number 13. Telling us that therefore prepare your mind for action. Having known what you've been called for, having known the incorruptible faith that you've been called to, the hope that you have in Christ, he's giving us exhortations to holiness of life. Telling us, therefore prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. In other words, he's telling us, focus on your glorification. Focus on that moment of being with Christ. And it is only by that that you shall be able to overcome. Praise the name of God. He's telling us that as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. In all that you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Not me, God. Praise God. But you have no strength, you have no ability to be holy by yourself. Praise God. It is only by the Holy Spirit that you are able to live a life that is worthy of your calling. When we are doing the campaign, we talked of a shift. We say that we shift from more effort to more Jesus. Praise the name of God. That I depend fully on Jesus Christ. That's why we are told that we put our hope fully on the grace that is to be given us when Jesus Christ is revealed. Let me tell you, even if you try to live a holy life, you can't by yourself. It calls for more surrender. It calls for more just asking God to guide you through. And that's why in this journey of sanctification, people fall, they rise up, they fall again, praise the name of God. But there is progress. I'll tell you that even if you find it difficulty moving on, make sure there is progress. The problem is when you retreat. Are we together? The Bible says we are not of those who retreat and are destroyed, isn't it? It's the word of God that it tells us that. And when you read down there, I say that love one another deeply from the heart with the sincere love. Praise God. Do you love each other deeply with the sincere love? Do you love your brothers and sisters? 
Those who live with you, those who serve with you, those who live around where you live, do you show them love? Do you love them deeply? Have we lived up to what Jesus envisioned? When he was praying for the disciples and telling God that I pray for them. So that they may be one. Just as I am one with you. I look at you and I see a family. Praise the name of God. I see people who belong to the same family with me. I see people who encourage me. I see people who enable me to move on. You encourage me in this journey of faith. And I pray that may you continue to encourage one another. Let's show love to each other. Let's continue to be there for one another. Praise the name of God. It is possible to live a life Where you are not concerned about anyone else. Just yourself. Praise God. Just yourself. But we ought to be concerned about each other. We are being encouraged. Love one another. Deeply. From your heart. With a sincere love. Praise the name of God. The last time I remember Jesus loved, I mean, God demonstrated his love. He did what? It's a very interesting thing, but I read it that way. But in, in John chapter 16, verse number 3. John chapter 3, verse 16. Is it John 3, 16? Yeah. What does it say? Let's say it together, church. there. When he loved, what did he do? When he loved, he gave. Isn't it? When he loved, he gave. I know the young people who are here and uh, they are loved and they are loving. Some of us have passed those stages now. We, we are one. Praise God. <laughs> but you know, these young men, when they, they love someone, they, they feel as if they have offered them the whole of themselves. Praise God. And that's the beauty of marriage, isn't it? That you love somebody that you cannot live without them anymore. They become part of you. I've seen my wife every day for the past close to 10 years now. Maybe I can count less than five days that we have not spent our evenings together. Praise God. We've all through been there. But you know, you love. You give. Praise the name of God. When you love God, what do you do? When you love, you do what? So if you say you love someone, praise the name of God. 
When you say you love God, you give your life to him. When he loved you, he gave his son. And not only his son, he gave to you every promise that he released through Jesus. Praise the name of God. So when you love God, you, love, you serve him with your entire life. You struggle to do the best. Praise the name of God. Even when difficulties come your way, you want to do the best. Because you know you love this God. The same way there are things you cannot do to the one that you love. Okay? The things you cannot do to the one that you love. Don't do them to God that you love. Praise the name of God. So when we are taught that, you know, um, we live a holy life just like the one who has called us is holy. Praise the name of God. Our goal should be that way. And we are told that to read yourself, read yourself of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Maybe those things do not show love, isn't it, to God? Do they? Maybe they don't. We shun them. That's what we are called to do. That is a call to action. Since you have tasted that the Lord is good, like newborn babies, as I conclude, crave pure spiritual milk. Praise God. Since you have tested God, the Lord and he is good. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in salvation. That is all you need in your sanctification journey. You take milk, eh? Praise God. I was telling the people in the first service that a child who has been denied mother's child has developmental challenges. Isn't it? You cannot agree with me. You are bombed people, isn't it? They have developmental challenges. And the mothers in the house, they know this better than I do, and we all do. They have challenges in their growth. It may even affect their mental development, isn't it? It is there. But by God's grace, they survive, they live, and God enables them to stand. Praise God. As a Christian, you'll have developmental, stinges, developmental challenges as a believer, in your, comfort, uh, in, your, in your becoming like Christ, if you, you don't take the right milk. Praise God. What is this pure? Pure means it's not adulterated, isn't it? It's pure. Doesn't have an impurity. That is the life that you live. Are we together? That's the life that you live. So that every time I find myself in the things that I've mentioned up there, we are told to read ourselves 
all, then I'll have developmental challenges in my sanctification, in my journey as a Christian. It will give you a retarded growth as a Christian. Praise the name of God. Retarded growth as a Christian. So the things that can return your growth as a Christian, those things like hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind, deceit, malice, and others of the same family. Praise God. You know them. You know when God says in, in, in his word that his people are skilled in doing evil, that's why the Bible did not write everything. Because God knew people would be skilled in even inventing evil. Praise God. But let's live a life that is pure. That is your milk. Praise God. That is what you need. It is not something you go buy and take. It is your life. That purity, spiritual purity, that is what the Bible is talking about. It is not actually elementary teachings about Christianity, as probably someone may interpret the same. But it is the life that you live. Because we are encouraged to live a holy life, therefore, just as our God is holy. So I'm speaking to you today, and Peter spoke to us, so that we may not be returned as Christians, but that we may grow every day as Christians. Praise the name of God. And no one is there yet, not even your pastor standing before you, because we are all in the process of sanctification. San sanctification. My English has disappeared because I need to conclude. Praise God. We will encourage you more in the coming weeks to live a life that glorifies God, to live a life so that you may grow to the next level as a Christian. Praise God. I want to see you in heaven. Okay? All of you. So let's work together, encouraging one another, so that we may all get there. Praise the name of God. Do not lose hope. Do not let your faith go faint. Lean on Jesus. Seek him when you are in difficulties. Do not be one of those who retreat and are destroyed. Find a reason to move forward. We are living in difficult times just as these people did. Some, of course, endured to that. Others did not. Praise the name of God. Sanctification, you can classify that as the wilderness for the children of Israel. Praise God. Why did God take them through the wilderness for those years? To test them. Praise God. To refine them. To make them become the person that the people that he wanted them to become. But what happened along the way? Some made it. Others 
did. My prayer is that we may all make it. If we help one another, we walk with one another, we show love to one another, we encourage one another moving forward, we hold each other as members of the same family, then we will make it together. Praise the name of God. Let's stand as I make a final prayer. Maybe difficult things have come your way. At times you feel that you can give up. Sometimes you don't find the strength to move forward. At times maybe you feel that you're not able to continue with this journey of faith. The Lord is reminding you today that it is not by yourself. It is by the Holy Spirit of God that you are able to move forward. Why don't you make a prayer for yourself and tell God, I want to move on. In your difficult times, that God, I will move on. That I don't want to be among those who turn back and are destroyed, but I want to soldier on. And I need your Holy Spirit to guide me through. You cannot do it by yourself. It is God who enables you. You need the enablement of the Holy Spirit of God to overcome every challenge that comes your way. We give glory and honor to you, Father. What a privilege today that we are called the children of God. That by believing in the message of the cross, you gave us the power to be called your sons. What a privilege, King of glory, that we are called to the family of Jesus Christ. We are called to an incorruptible inheritance. The call of our salvation, the eternal life that we all look forward to. But God, the journey, you know, it's not easy. But how we pray, my Father, that none of us, none of us will fail to make it God, but all of us, God, will be able to live a life that glorifies you, Father. We'll be able to live a life that brings glory and honor to you. You'll help us, Father, to overcome every challenge that comes our way, God. We are admit that many times, God, we fall. That many times you are unable to move on. That many times we compromise. But God, by your mercies and love, help us to move forward. Help us, God, to move forward. Thank you for the justification, God, that we are in Christ. Thank you for sanctification, God. That we are becoming like you, Christ, by the help of your Holy Spirit. And thank you for the living hope that we shall be together with you, Father, when you shall come back to take your church, Jesus Christ. We give glory and honor, Father. We surrender our lives unto you. Guide us, help us, strengthen us, God, for the glory and honor of your name.
in Jesus' name.